2: Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good. Because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
3: Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World on Pet Life Radio. This is Liz Palaika, your host, and with me today are my good friends and co-workers, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. Hello. (laughs) Hello. From the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Uh, At Kindred Spirits, we train both therapy dogs and their owners, and service dogs and their owners. And so in this show today, we're going to talk a little bit about what therapy dogs are, and the requirements, and what service dogs are. Often we have some misunderstandings from dog owners as to what uh, these dogs do, what the definition of therapy dog is, what the definition of service dog is, and what rights the dogs have. So we're going to discuss that in a little bit of detail today. First, though, let's take a break for our sponsors. So hold on, we'll be right back.
2: Sit. Stay. It's a Doggy Dog World. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact.
4: New York and around the globe Get ready for the hip The trendy, the uber cool Where pets rule If you've got a passion for pet fashion And a flair for animal wear This is the ultimate place to take a peek At what's chic in the world of Designer pet fashion and cool new pet products On the pet set With our fashion diva, Queen Dog Lady The pet set Every week on demand Only on PetLifeRadio.com
1: Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, pet boutiques and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Ow, ow. It's
0: time to start scratching for donations for the Humane Society of Broward County's Walk for the Animals presented by VCA Animal Hospitals. The walk is Saturday, March 1st at Esplanade Park in downtown Fort Lauderdale. You'll need a registration form, so stop by any VCA Animal Hospital... IHOP, the Museum of Discovery and Science, or the Humane Society. This event is also brought to you by Big 1059, Comcast, Purina 1, PetLifeRadio.com, Tidy Cats and the Herald. Call 954-266-6817 or log on to
3: walk4theanimals.com for, for more details. See you there.
2: Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
3: Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World on Pet Life Radio. I'm Liz Palaika. Today we're going to talk about service dogs and therapy dogs. The first half of the show, let's talk about therapy dogs because those are uh, gaining in popularity. We hear from a lot of people who want to train their dog as a therapy dog and want to do therapy dog volunteer work. So Kate, who also happens to be president of the San Diego North County chapter of Love on a Leash, a national therapy dog organization, Uh, we'll get her to give us a definition of therapy dog. Miss President. (laughs) You may bow. Uh, No, thank you. uh,
0: Correct me on a legal definition, but what I usually tell people is a therapy dog is a dog that you take to visit and bring happiness to other people. They may be in a nursing home. Um, They may be children in a group home. They may be of uh, the hospice patients. We also have a program where the dogs go to the libraries and the kids read books to the dogs, so uh, to help improve their reading ability and to bring joy to the kids as well. Obviously, the dogs need to be well behaved, but even before that, you can train for that. But the dogs need to enjoy meeting people. And I, as I always tell
4: people who are interested in it. It's a prerequisite. Does your dog like people? I mean, really enjoy being with people?
3: Yeah.
4: First and foremost. Then the rest is training. Yes.
3: One of the definitions that I use to help differentiate between the two types of dog is a therapy dog is your dog that you train to assist other people in some way, and a service dog is a dog that you train or has been trained to assist yourself. And that can help clarify it a little bit to other people, I think. So a therapy dog is a partnership between you and your dog to give joy and warmth and affection to other people. So besides being of a social temperament and well socialized to other people, therapy dogs also need to be exposed to the sights and sounds and things that they might run into in a nursing home, or a school, or a daycare center, or a hospital. And that can mean different types of flooring. That can mean a sheet being shaken out, a trash bag being shaken out. That can be uh, the hissing of a respirator, or the smells of a catheter bag, or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all kinds of different things.
0: Balloons. Oh, true, balloons. Yeah, yeah, we ran into balloons and a couple of parties with the kids and with the seniors. Mm-hmm. And those were very interesting to the dogs. They well, handled it well.
4: Well, I think first we should let them know therapy dogs can be any breed. Sure. And we've all had that questions, you know, you know, I have a, what, a Chihuahua, it's so little, can it be a therapy dog? Well, of course, if he likes people, we can start from there. Um, people have pit bulls, Rottweilers, Doberman. They're worried. They like to do therapy dog, but I don't know. I have a I have a pit bull. Jake, mm-hmm. was one of our pity and and he does uh the veterans, right? Down in right. of the VA. He
3: visits the wounded warriors at the Veterans and Administration. they Center. love him and he's absolutely wonderful with them. Actually we have quite a few uh Love on a Leash has quite a few uh dogs of breeds that might not be assumed to be therapy dogs rottweilers german shepherds dobermans pit bulls amstaffs airedales a lot of working breeds that people might not think would be good therapy dogs the
0: last group i visited with my dog um we had
3: everything from a
0: rabbit true to a very small papillon to an english mastiff (laughs) 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 <laughs> well,
3: we've even trained uh, miniature horses there and ponies. Go. Yeah. Love and Alicia is one of the few organizations that does allow uh, animals of other species. I believe the Delta Society also allows animals of other species. But um, the last time I checked, I believe Therapy Dog International was strictly for dogs. But animals of other species can certainly provide love and affection, too. So it doesn't just have to be dogs. Mm -hmm. Although dogs are the predominant visiting animals.
0: The bunny adds a little nice novelty, too. Sure. Um, People are always amazed that it's a real bunny, not a stuffed Mm -hmm. bunny. Uh, We also have a cat, Mm -hmm. Baba, that comes to visit. The nice thing about the rabbit, the cat, and the small dogs is you can put them in the lap of someone without worrying too much about them. They still have to be under control and watched, but you don't have to worry too much about the weight on someone's lap in a wheelchair or with thin skin. But with someone like Margaret the Mastiff, she's also (laughs) nice because she's tall enough to stand next to a chair and you don't have to worry about someone falling out of the chair while petting her tall enough to reach easily even from a hospital bed frankly with Margaret. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) One of the other questions we're often asked is uh, about the age of the dog. Now most of the therapy dog organizations do require that the dog be at least a year old for certification but training can obviously start much younger than that and many people do get a dog as a puppy and raise him, socialize him, and train him with the goal of being a therapy dog later. But at the other end of the spectrum, there's no upper age limit either. We have many, many grizzled, gray-faced old dogs who make absolutely wonderful therapy dogs. And one of the benefits of that is that, especially if you're visiting senior citizens, they empathize with that grizzled, gray (laughs) face (laughs) and the dog who's a little stiff when he gets up and walks. So that's wonderful too. But the older dog has seen life, has been exposed to everything, is probably pretty well-trained,
1: and most likely is Calm calmer,
3: <laughs> and probably unflappable. Mm-hmm. Most most old dogs don't get excited about a whole lot. It's like, yeah, yeah, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's wonderful, too. So there's no age requirement uh, at the upper end, as long as the dogs are behaved, well-socialized, and, of course, healthy. We don't want to take a dog... Who's sick or not feeling well on a visit that can be too much stress but as long as they're healthy uh, there's no upper end
4: and also with um, uh, the physical of the dog as far as um, we've had dogs with three legs yeah um, that have done visits deaf dogs deaf dogs that have done uh, uh, visits that are therapy dogs mm-hmm. and that helps to that the patient child, usually the kids, Mm -hmm. they're so scared they may have lost a leg, a limb for some reason and Mm -hmm. thinks they're the oddball and people are going to stare and all of a sudden here comes a dog that
1: doesn't
3: care that he's got three legs. And still happy and enjoys life. (laughs) Yep. 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 And that's that's happened uh, quite a few times. Other dogs who may have other disabilities. If a dog is blind and he's got a good relationship with his owner and he's He trusts his owner, and he's okay with new situations. Um, A blind dog can certainly be a therapy dog. Uh, Deaf dogs who can still see seem to cope a little bit better, and we've had quite a few deaf dogs. Uh, We've had dogs with other disabilities that have been able to be very good service dogs, so there's no requirement for or restrictions on that also. On therapy dogs, (laughs) pardon me. (laughs) Therapy dogs, yes. And so there's no restrictions on that either.
4: And I think, well, Icona. Like Kona, we had talked previously, he's become blind a few years into his life. But still, it's that the seventh sense that kicks in. And there's times I turn around in class and he's sitting there by next, next to somebody. Doesn't see him, obviously, but had sent. they needed a little therapy. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there just loving on someone. You know, so they that's, know.
0: That's one of the wonderful points is when a therapy dog figures out his job. Uh-huh. And they're always looking to do
3: it. Always yeah. looking to do it. I've taken my guys on walks and I can't tell you how many times they've seen a wheelchair and it's like They're an arrow shot out of a bow. <laughs> Woohoo! There's a there's a wheelchair The person in that chair needs my love and needs it now uh, I, I Had to apologize to someone at one point uh, my dogs and I were out for a walk gentlemen uh, Got himself out of his van lowered the lift down rolled his chair off and my dogs went must see him and my well-trained supposedly well-trained wonderful dogs put themselves up to this guy's chair and I had to say, I'm sorry, my dogs are therapy dogs. They assume you need love. <laughs> Luckily, he had a good sense of humor and he pet them both and we were able to continue on our walk. I think we have did
4: that. We went to a show or something. All of us had our dogs. All of them are therapy dogs and we walked past somebody with a wheelchair and all of a sudden, we're walking straight. The dogs are pulling us towards the wheelchair. <laughs> sorry. it's be a little scary to see last pack of dogs. <laughs> hey, hey, hi. Because <laughs> you're sitting in the wheelchair. Can
3: we pet love on must, you? Must love. <laughs> <laughs> love you. <laughs> Luckily, most people take it as, as the dogs meant it.
2: <laughs> what was it?
0: A couple weeks ago when we went uh, up to Big Sur on the camping trip with the dogs, stopped in Bulletin on the way back, or solving, and um, all of a sudden my Walter, we're out walking, giving them a, a potty break. He sees a woman standing, and it's something about her. He said, I must go say hi. Oh, that's right. You remember? He was determined. He would oh, not... Oh, he was digging in, scrabbling, yeah. pulling, and I'm going, yes, he's well-trained. Yes, he is. <laughs> I'm a dog trainer. Yes. But once <laughs> he said hi to her, he's And I fine. had to do that. Hi, excuse me. My dog thinks he knows
3: you, and or he wants to say hi, and she went... Oh Okay, yeah, she She did seem a little forlorn though So like she was waiting for somebody that was late or or whatever she she wasn't she wasn't at her happiest So she did say some after they
0: after she'd given him hugs and and that's all he really wanted And once she petted on him said hi he was okay. I'm done now. We can move on and she did say thank you I needed that. Uh Uh Uh-huh.
3: So Uh he sensed it. He knew it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah Now some of the training that therapy dogs need. Obviously basic obedience. They need to be able to sit and lay down on command They need to hold a stay. It doesn't have to be a long stay, but they need to be able to hold a stay They need to walk nicely on a leash now a strict formal obedience competition heel is not required but they need to be able to walk nicely on a leash and especially through a crowd or through distractions If you and the dog are walking down a hallway at a nursing home and there's a crowd of people or there's some staff members and some patients, obviously the dog needs to walk nicely so he's not tangling people up in the leash or pulling or dragging or whatever. So walking nicely on the leash is important. The dog cannot jump on people. Uh, The dog cannot paw and scratch. Uh, If you, You can imagine if Visiting someone with very fragile skin and the dog rakes them with those hard claws, that can be disastrous. Jumping on people can knock someone over, and again, bad news. Uh, the dog cannot put his mouth on people. Now, kissing, that's a little different, and there's pros and cons to that. My boy Riker, of course, thinks that everybody needs his kisses. Unfortunately, he can be rough, and he can be way too enthusiastic, (laughs) and so we put limits on that. And usually I ask people, do you like doggy kisses? If they say yes, he's allowed to give a couple slurps, and then he has to stop. But then you have to ask him twice, do you really, really Really like (laughs) doggy kisses? (laughs) Yeah, from Riker. Yeah, luckily, most of the time, Riker visits uh, kids who enjoy his kisses. We... When we visit seniors, I I rein him in strongly. Um, But some people don't like doggy kisses, and so they shouldn't have to have them if they don't like them. Obviously, we want a dog who's well-behaved with other dogs, well-behaved with people. Uh, House training, vitally important. And if you have a male who's prone to lifting his leg, he cannot lift his leg inside. So some very strict requirements there.
0: There are some specialized commands that will help make a visit uh, more pleasurable, both for your dog and the person they're visiting. Teaching them how to safely put their paws up. We use that command, paws up. Um, So a smaller dog, like my Walter, can get high enough for someone in a wheelchair to pet him. But I show him where to put his feet, either on the wheel of the chair or onto my own arm, and help him get his paws there so he's not breaking the person. But getting him up high enough to say hi, too.
3: Yeah, you can do that with a medium-sized dog, too. Um, this, this last week when uh, Bashir and I were visiting a lady who was in bed and couldn't sit up or couldn't reach over, I had him do pause up on the side rail of her bed, and that way she could reach him a little better. He, he's a little too big to put on the bed with her, but this way she could reach him. All right, well, let's take a break. We've talked quite a bit about therapy dogs, so let's take a break for our sponsors for just a minute. But don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll talk about service dogs and the difference between therapy dogs and service dogs and some of the things that are required for a service dog. So hold on, uh, listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back.
2: Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact.
1: Ren? What?
2: Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
3: Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is Liz Polika. With me today are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Uh, the first half of our show, we talked about therapy dogs and uh, what was required of therapy dogs, some of the things that therapy dogs can do. This, this part of the show, we want to talk about service dogs. Oh, but before we go on, my thought since we should have added the first half,
4: is how some dogs personality wise not necessarily breed or size um may not be able or is not comfortable around the elderly um or going to facilities uh liz and i were talking the other day uh, Riker and uh logan Bashir's brother love teenage kids like the junior high high school
3: the rowdier the better yeah
4: they love it he i just remembered junior high went to my daughter's school and to do a function and all of a sudden Logan there was a group of kids wanted to pet him and he disappeared under this group of kids and he was happy rolled over belly rubbed licking and kissing on them, and I've never seen him so thrilled and he was (laughs) gentle with them but loved all the attention and had no problem with that
3: many kids over him some dogs do and on the other hand there's Kate's Walter who doesn't like young kids
0: Walter thinks anybody over the age of 60 is safe, but under 14, oh, scary They're scary. Mm-hmm.
3: They run mm-hmm. and scream and wave their arms around, and they're scary. Oh, or even if
0: they just stand there, they're scary. Yeah. I would love to do the library reading program with him, but he's not quite there yet. He may yep. get there, but not there yet. Yeah,
3: when he's 12. <laughs> yeah, when he's mellower. Or <laughs> blind, so he doesn't see them
0: either. <laughs> is that would that help,
3: baby? So yeah, it's as Petra said. It's very important that you know your dog. Uh, therapy dog work is not just for you. You also need to know your dog and what your dog is comfortable with and what your dog can do and if your dog even wants to do it. Yeah. So do many people. That? Yeah, Why? we
4: get people that come through our classes and want to force their dog to be a therapy dog. And that's not what
0: the dog wants to do. One of our our students was a therapist, and she wanted her dog to be in the office to be a a therapy pet for her patients. The
3: dog did not want to be a therapy dog. And my Bashir is also a good example of that. Um, Mm. When he was young, I didn't, even though all my previous dogs had been therapy dogs, uh, I knew that he wasn't ready to do it. He didn't like to greet strange people. He thought strangers were strange, mm-hmm. and especially he didn't like people to touch his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I even let even people
0: he knows. even
3: people he knew. Yeah, I could, of course, my husband could, but other people it was like, ah, uh, don't touch my head, pet my back. So I let him have that space. Although one of our trainers was bound and determined, she was going to get him to, <laughs> and she did. She did. She traded him treats for pets on the head, and and he <laughs> gradually got used to it. But now at the age of three and a half, he's decided therapy dog work is pretty cool. And he's doing a very, very good job at it. So I let him have some space, let him grow up, let him get comfortable with the world around him, and now he's willing to do it. Mm -hmm. All right, on to service dogs. As we said uh, earlier in the show, therapy dogs are privately owned dogs that you train to help other people. A service dog is a dog that is trained to assist you yourself. Now, uh, there are individually trained service dogs. You can, with the help of a trainer, train a dog to work for yourself. Or there are organizations that train the dogs and place them with people. Now, the jobs that service dogs can do are almost unlistable. They have dogs now that can detect... uh, heart irregularities and warn you of an impending heart problem. There's dogs that can detect low or high blood sugar. There's dogs that can uh, Mm -hmm. sense sense an oncoming seizure. Uh, There are dogs who assist mobility. There's dogs who uh, uh, assist people with hearing disabilities, people with vision disabilities. Uh, Emotional problems, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder the listing of things that dogs can assist people with is immense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to have a dog assist you with that, well, it takes imagination. We do have a woman in training uh, with one of our basic classes now who was talking to us who is diabetic and would like her little dog to help her uh, recognize when her blood sugar is getting too low. Uh, Luckily the dog is already starting to sense that So she may be able to teach this dog eventually uh, With some assistance to do that for her It's very difficult to teach a dog to do something like this though if the dog has not already noticed the difference in you Mm -hmm. luckily dogs are very observant of their owners and they they are very good at telling or noticing differences. I mean, how many of us, uh, Kate and I were talking about this not too long ago. On 9 uh, 11, when the disaster struck, how many of us sat on our sofa and watched TV and cried and our dogs brought us toys? Yeah. Because they saw we were distraught and uh, the dog, in his or her own way, was trying to make us better. That's basically what a service dog does. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of different ways that service dogs can assist us. How about Keely? I
0: tend, I tend to think of them yeah. as almost medical equipment, if you will.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, they do something for you that you cannot do for yourself um, or that to assist other equipment. I mean, uh, they can help pull a chair if you don't have an electric chair, or even if you do, batteries, things, all those things. Sure pick up things for you if you can't reach them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, when it comes to size the
4: dog, I guess people just assume a service dog is a size...
3: A, German Shepherd. a or, German Shepherd.
4: German <clears throat> Shepherd, Lab, or Goldens, the first breed that pops into their heads. Mm-hmm. We're seeing more and more variety of breeds out there doing it. And for example, Keely, my little palm. Yeah, well obviously she's not going to be pulling me in a wheelchair. <laughs> It would be a sight.
3: I'd be impressed, but that's not going to happen. People would be calling uh, the local humane society. (laughs) But a little dog
4: like that can um, help with uh, if you have a hearing disability to let you know what's going on, to pick up things. My neighbor uh,
0: does have a black palm who is her hearing alert dog. Yeah
3: see and that's when the perfect. smoke alarm goes uh-huh. off when the baby cries when somebody's at the door they can still pick up little items that you know it's not too heavy they can fit
4: mm-hmm. in their mouth that type of thing so mm-hmm. yes they can be a service dog just like my shepherd um he could probably no problem pulling a wheelchair mm-hmm. so he could pull the wheelchair with keely on my lap there we go that's <laughs> it.
0: and keely would be telling him what to do
3: We also have uh, a lady in training who has uh, several medical issues, including balance. Mm -hmm. And her service dog, who's not yet certified, but he's getting pretty close to it, um, assists her with balance. So going up and down stairs, escalators. uh, She has a harness for him with a handle at the point of his shoulders. And he knows to lean into her and brace himself so that if she's... uh, little unbalanced or unsteady Uh, he can steady her until she gets her balance back Mm -hmm. Um, he's doing a great job of helping her keep going with her life and not just sit at home right she can still go to work Uh, Mm -hmm. she she travels stairs used to really scare her and escalators used to scare her right but uh, now she has a way to cope with it uh Mm uh-huh and he's traveling with her and going to work with her and sits through meetings and Uh, One point with along that lines one point we ought to make Kate said that uh, a service dog is almost like medical equipment and In that respect the dog really shouldn't attract a lot of attention Mm -hmm. Uh, When we were traveling and we had the service dogs under the table many times when we left people would say oh We didn't even know dogs were there That's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. The (laughs) the dog
0: really shouldn't attract
3: a whole lot of attention, although they can be a great social icebreaker, and many disabled people uh, enjoy that because sometimes people ignore the disabled to the point that they blend into the wallpaper, right? and that's not good either. Or they're
4: staring at them because they have a disability, and they just stare. Yes. But with the service dog, it's an kind of, equalizer. Yeah, and they're usually looking at the dog then instead of staring at the person.
0: Right. Here's the wrong scenario. I was in a uh, store with a woman in a chair with her service dog. The wrong scenario is the, oh, 19 to 21-year-old males that walked by and stopped and went, Oh, look, it's a dog! There's a dog in the store. Why is there a dog? That would be the wrong thing to do. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) On the other hand, also is the, oh, look, it's a puppy. I want to pet him. I want to squeeze his head. That's also wrong. Do not interfere with the dog when he's doing his job. Mm -hmm. Definitely. If you want to stop and say, oh, he's wonderful, may I say hi? If the person gives their approval,
3: fine. Mm -hmm. But don't be offended if they don't. Yeah, uh, Bashir is very serious when he has his service dog vest on and he knows that he's working and he's not eager to have strangers come up and say anything to him he wouldn't do anything wrong he wouldn't growl or bite or or obviously but somebody coming up to him even if I gave permission to him would be out of line so many, many service dog owners may tell you, no, please don't pet him. Mm-hmm. He's working right now. I do the and, same.
4: And with, don't be offended by that. Right. And I do the same with Keely. And people, oh, my God, she's so cute. And, but when she's with me, she actually is very focused on me. It, it, people could talk coochie-coo and love on her, you know, or, you know verbally. And she just. Nope, I'm working. Thank you, and ignores it. Mm-hmm. So I actually do have a patch on her vest that asks to please not pet while she's working. Mm-hmm. Yet on the other hand, with the German Shepherd, you want you don't want people to be afraid. You know, it's the German Shepherd. So we ask have a, a little patch that asks if you like to be you know if you want to pet him. I'm friendly. I'm friendly. Ask to pet. Ask me. To pet. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And um
0: and at that point, if we feel. It's appropriate at that time, whatever it is, Sure. yes or no. Consider it. I mean, you may be distracting a dog during the time the owner's having some heart arrhythmia. Sure, exactly. You're interrupting
3: their job. Right, or if Mm -hmm. if the dog is providing some balance or providing some support Mm -hmm. or in another way working, and who knows how this dog is assisting the person. Right. So your distraction may be unwelcome. Now, there's some differences in the rights of the dogs uh, as far as therapy dogs and service dogs. Therapy dogs are allowed, by law, access to a facility while they're working. So if the dog is going to be visiting uh, a nursing home, an assisted living facility, a daycare center, a school, uh, he is allowed, by law, access to that facility where other dogs may or may not be allowed. A therapy dog is also allowed to use public transportation to and from those facilities, so if your car is broken down or you don't drive and you need to take a public transportation, the bus or the the train to get to a therapy dog visit, that is legal. However, we strongly recommend strongly recommend do not uh, abuse those privileges. We have unfortunately had people who have wanted to have their dog certified as a therapy dog so they could take him on a plane Mm -hmm. (laughs) or so that they can take him with them everywhere. That's not appropriate for a therapy dog. We don't want to abuse those privileges or eventually the dogs may not be allowed at all. Now, a service dog. The ADA or the Americans with Disabilities Act allows Service dogs to accompany their owner anywhere Anywhere the owner goes if the owner needs assistance and goes to the grocery store the restaurant the department store Anywhere that dog is allowed to accompany his owner and provide assistance Uh, it is illegal for a business to segregate that dog and owner To isolate them and and we've seen this happen we went almost yeah yeah, yeah we went to a restaurant and the hostess almost had a fit and tried to put us in a little bitty table in the corner in the dark in the back and I tried to have Bashir lay under the table which is the proper place for him in a restaurant and he literally had nowhere to go and You know, we tried to cooperate with her, but it it wasn't going to work. And luckily, the hostess at that point realized that, one, the dogs were well-behaved. We were trying to cooperate with her, but it wasn't going to work. And she gave us a a more appropriate table. Um, The only time that a business can ask uh, a service dog to leave is if the service dog is out of control. If he's obviously not well behaved and the and the owner is not controlling him or if the dog is posing a hazard to other customers. And that has to really be a significant hazard. Unfortunately, some owners do not maintain their dog's training. Unfortunately, some dogs perhaps were not well enough trained in the beginning. And so there are some dogs who are not as well-trained as we might like them to be. And so that can cause some problems.
4: it's out there. People go on the Internet and get a vest that says service dog, and their dog is not. But it gives them, this is their way of tricking to get into places with their dog. And that's wrong for us who are trying...
3: To do the right thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Service dogs should be the ultimate in dog training. Uh, These dogs... should be very obedient, should be very willing to work, very compliant, and should provide a service to their owners. They should be unobtrusive. They should uh, be well-groomed, well-groomed clean. and Green. clean. Uh, they should not be a hazard to anyone else, especially other customers in a place of business. And um, should very much be a partner with their, their owner.
4: Um, one of the things, that uh, uh, you need to be aware of when you go into a business as the th- two things that they could ask you and they have a right to is first, ask if this is a service dog. And I know one of the places I have gone in, in my dog was vested and showed, you know, yes it was, but they did ask anyway and I said yes. And then um, they can ask what tasks the service dogs perform. But they cannot ask you to do the Privacy Act that uh, what are your disabilities?
3: That they cannot. And when they ask what service this dog provides to you, you don't have to really go into great detail. I mean, uh, you can say, um, uh, I have some balance problems and he helps steady me or he picks up items for me or uh, he provides support for me, things like that. You don't have to go into great detail. You do not have to give your medical history to (laughs) anyone who asks. Uh, it is all. just the business's right to make sure that this is a service dog. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the business,
4: some of the things they cannot
3: or may not
4: ask is uh, uh, if they re- the business may require a special identification for the dog. No. <laughs> you kind of have that already. If your dog is certified and legal service dog. Which is, I wish more service dogs would wear vests.
3: Yeah. Yes. Um, it is much clear,
4: easier to clear. identify them. Yeah. yeah. Identify? Again, like I said, they they cannot ask what the person's disability is. Uh, cannot charge an additional fee mm. um, for the dog. Um, refuse admittance, isolate them or segregate them or treat this person less
0: favorably than anybody else. That happened so. in San Diego a couple of weeks, a couple of months, anyway. I won't name the restaurant, but it was a fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman had um, his, he was not totally blind, but he did have a dog to help him for vision problems. But apparently he didn't look totally blind. So when he went into this fast food place, they, they had a fit. Told him he had to go outside. Told him, all right, all right, we'll let you order, but you have to wait outside for your food. We'll bring it out to you. You can't sit in here and eat it. Oh no,
3: no, 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 no! The kicker to the
0: whole thing is the gentleman was a lawyer with a disability nonprofit rights Group. organization. So, <laughs> oh. uh,
3: so yeah. they did it to oh. exactly the wrong they person. Sure did. <laughs>
4: well, and my daughter has a good friend. They just went this past weekend to. Um, went into uh, one of the uh, drug convenience stores type places. And somebody there right away ran up to her manager, an employee there, and said, There's a dog in here. There's a dog. There are no dogs allowed. No dogs allowed. And the manager told her, Calm down. That is a service dog. They are allowed in the store. So it was very nice that the manager was well aware, educated his employee, while the employees then started calming down. Oh, God, there's a dog. There's a dog. She just was going off from what my daughter was
0: saying, (laughs) panicking. (laughs) Yet this dog is very well behaved, very well trained. We were in Costco. Uh, a gentleman of some age, I'll, I'll say 70 something came just bustling right up to me and said, young lady, don't you know, this is a grocery store and there's food here and you've got a dog. I said, yes, sir. Thank you for letting me know, but he is a service dog. Oh, all right then. Carry on.
4: <laughs> now this was just a customer. Right. <laughs> well,
0: sir.
3: Oh. Now, see, I had a very good, uh, a very, very good, uh, uh, Oh, incident at uh, at a large discount chain. I won't name their name because they don't need any advertising, but, but a large discount chain. Uh, I walked in with Bashir. Bashir had his vest on and was at a heel, behaving himself as he always does. And uh, a clerk started towards me. I saw her out of the corner of my eye, so I slowed down. And just as she started to open her mouth and point her finger, another clerk grabbed her shoulder and said, Uh-uh, leave them alone. <laughs> That's there a service dog. He's working, he's doing a good job. And the, the I saw the other clerk go <gasps> swallow, suck her finger back in and go <gasps> <Okay>. Oh. <laughs> Now, I did see out of the corner of my eye that she followed me for an yeah. aisle or two. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? If she was just curious and watching to see what Bashir did and how he behaved, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I actually get more comments from other customers than from employees, because actually other customers are not bound by these regulations. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Try to be polite and educate them a
3: little Yeah. Exactly. And that's what these podcasts are all about, too. So I hope we've uh, clarified a few things for you. If you're interested in training your dog as a therapy dog, or if you need the assistance of a service dog, I suggest you contact a trainer in your area. If your trainer isn't able to help you, if that's not his or her area of specialty, uh, perhaps he or she can recommend another trainer that could help you. So that's it for this show. We've talked about therapy dogs and service dogs and the differences between them. In upcoming shows, we've got a lot more for you. I know we're going to talk about choosing a dog, how to choose the right dog for you. At some point, we're going to talk about grief, about losing a dog. My husband and I just lost our old dog. I'm not ready to talk about it yet. But in an upcoming (laughs) show, we will. And we've got a list of uh, other subjects, so there's lots more to come. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again later. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. Having a rough day? (coughs) Longing for the dog days of summer? (coughs) Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? (coughs) Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding.